I realized that, wait a minute, a lot of these teams ask for the same thing. Why aren't we standardize this? Why are we filling the same form six times? Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Modern Business Operation. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Cherry Liang from the great company of TreviPay. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Well, my name is Sagi. I'm the CEO and founder of Tonkin. And like every episode, we host leaders from operations and business. And you're the Senior Director of Global Sales Operations and Technical Solutions at TreviPay. Do you mind give us a little bit of background of how did you get to this role? You know, what is maybe the kind of the big, the big boulder of it as it's a fascinating, fascinating company? Sure, of course. TreviPay is a fintech company and I joined about four years ago. I was part of a leadership training program, was doing different type of things. I came into sales actually by by chance. And I always loved sales. I love always loved being the front line and being part of the sales organization, how to really help salespeople to sell better and sell more and reduce time. And really interesting to me, I have always had an experience in operations as well. So sales operations seems the perfect combination for me. I think that's sort of the, the key part of growing a company too, right? Is being able to have that drivers on those roles. So I know you guys grew quite rapidly in the last four years. That's right. Yeah. So we are acquired by a private equity company specializing in fintech and, and banking. As you know, every growing company, yours as well, when you go from startup to, to growth mode, high growth, hyper growth mode, a lot of things have to change, right? Processes, standardization, and you go and then you have to bring a lot of new technology to help your teammates to grow better. In my world, um, in sales operations, we had a small team. Now we're growing really fast from training to deal progressing to all the way to closing a handover. It's no longer just, hey, one email, one phone call and make things. Now you have to streamline the process. You have to train teams to be better as well. So we certainly experience growing pains, but you know we trial arrow and then we continue to, to improve ourselves. And you know, when I received your invite for this, I, I looked back, I was talking to my team, I was like, what have we done, you know, in the past four years? And then when I really looked back and, and the process, implementation, in technology we're putting in place. So, oh, wow, we did have accomplished a lot, but you don't feel it if you're in the trench of it. So, yeah. I think it's understated the amount of leaps that you need to go through everything you just described when you when you are going through that Hyper growth, but even just regular growth, if you will. Right. How big was the company when you joined? It was part of a privately owned company. It was from sales team for perspective, we only have two or three salespeople. Now we are on the low teens. So, and then we also expanded our op- sales operations. We also expanded our, you know, SDRs we didn't have before. We also expanded our um, solution consultants, which we didn't have before. So, uh, not just on the sales managers, but also the other, the top of the funnel and the operations and and the solution consultants. We all kind of doubled as well, one more than doubled. Yeah. How do you kind of move from okay, we just need to, you know do the sale, right? Whether it's like an email, this and that to like now streamlining training and so on. 
but also you use the word standardization of like actually starting to create standards, standard procedures of how do we do different things. Right. Where do you think is the moment in a company life or, or a department life where a person should say, I should standardize now, or I should, or should I standardize? Like, what are some the turning of those point? characteristics? Yeah. yeah. I wish I could give you like one point of our life saying, oh, we got to do this. It actually <laughs> happened pretty gradually. When I joined the team, it was it was me and then, you know, two other salespeople. So, you know, we are learning things together. We all do it together as we expand the team. And even though I was a solution consultant, I own sales operations. I actually lived the life of a salesperson as well. And that actually really helped me to understand what they go through from internal like processes because we're financial technology because we also under a lot of regulations. So we had to fill out a lot of forms and fill out a lot of information for legal department, implementation, account management, underwriting, and pricing. So all these team, right? And then I realized that wait a minute, a lot of these teams ask for the same thing. Why aren't we standardized this? Why are we filling the same form six times, right? Simple things like that. And I highly encourage people who are in sales operations or in operation general, live the life of my salespeople are my clients, right? Live a day or a week of their life and see what their life is like. Because as a salesperson, you know, have a salesperson, and then when I go through all these forms, like, oh, I don't want to fill all these forms. You know, <laughs> who wants to fill this form five times? So then you kind of have to streamline how you implement technologies that kind of carry the information from the beginning all the way through and how you minimize the, the number we have to go in there and redo the numbers. Now with sales is, you know, everything is unpredictable. You know, today you have this pricing, tomorrow you have that. And then, you know, a solution changes, technology feature changes. So you have to have the flexibility where the form, even though they carry through, but be able to capture the change and capture the new data. So that's when we feel like, wow, we really have the dream line because we don't want our salespeople to waste their time on filling out internal forms rather than go out prospecting and have that meaningful conversation with, with our clients. So to answer your question is that is when I lived a day of a salesperson, when I realized, oh, we got to do something. So that's epiphany point for us. Yeah. You know, a lot of things have come up in the previous conversations I had around this topic when you already touched it yourself is that sort of cross-functionally mm-hmm. dependencies when a lot of time, you know, I think operations in general is a role where we're seeing just the beginning of, of its potential growth and impact. It's really only been the last decade where it kind of came to the front for, I think sales operations, developer operations are, are a bit older than that. But when you look at some of the, you know, now there's legal operations and finance operations yeah. and HR operations. Right. And I think this is great because at the end of the day, you need, you need that like ownership and responsibility of like this streamlining and standardization and mm-hmm. how you can get more out of your of the resources, out of the people, out of you know the investment, there's still a lot of silos. But in fact, most work is done across. So I wonder like how much do you think if you need if you would have to kind of like guess how much the standardization or operation of a process, how much of it is, is about efficiency, how much of it is about actually making sure that things don't fall through. And there's no human errors and mistakes. If you need to fill a form six times, 
it's it's annoying like you said but it's also like error prone yeah i mean there's a, a lot of truth to that so i think to me my job is to make sure how do i make our salespeople's life as easy as possible right that was my main goal and you talk about internal stakeholders as i was designing standardization i was focused on efficiency right because you know, less time filling out form, less time, you know, talking to different departments is better. But while you drive all the standardizations, you realize that every department have their reasons of asking these um, informations. So while you discovering what they need and the reason behind it, you actually discover a lot of things that you could put into your sales practice. So the errors that that would have you know carry through can be resolved by standardize the process have everyone have a centralized uh, location you know just, we call it a center of truth right center of truth and you have one system kind of everyone has access to it but there's a more than that to efficiency and 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 reduce error is that you will discover a lot of things that each department is doing add to the value to you, what you're offering, your company's offering, right? By learning what legal wants, what implementation, what account management wants, because they post-signature sales is gone, right? Sales have to move on to go out and chase more new logos. But these departments and these people, they have to work on the deal for the life on the contract. So they have a lot of best practice. They have a lot of learning that you can get through, through your learning of a synergize of this process. So the error piece was mitigated and reduced by standardized the process and have centralized location. Definitely efficiency, right, is a big part of it. But there's another thing out of it is that, okay, well, I see why you're asking these questions. And this is value. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, You find out there's a whole bunch of value that you actually provide to your customers that it's not in your pitch, right? Not in your value proposition pitch. That's a long answer to to your short question. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Tonkin. Tonkin is the operating system for business operations, providing businesses with the building blocks to orchestrate any process with no code or change management required. Contact us at tonkin.com to learn how you can build complex processes fast. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Adaptive Ops community at operations.community. I think it's very actually common that we as people we need something to move us right so we need some some like immediate like inefficiency or pain or or honestly like someone make a big mistake and you're like oh sh- shoot i need to now sort of like align this and, oh absolutely and, and absolutely. fix this you know arguably we all want to be more strategic and kind of think ahead but really what drives us you know is those moments but i think if I understand correctly how you kind of describe it, is that even if you came from one door or another, there's other added layers of value after you standardize. You start to see, you start, you can you can start tracking, you can start, you know, seeing what actually happens and optimize forward. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially in sales, right? Every salesperson, they have they're extremely creative. The successful ones are very creative. They work really hard and they work really smart. So you don't want to take 
take these away from them by saying that, hey, fill out these form and, and talk to this department. Oh, hand over to this. You don't want to waste their time. By standardize this process, help them reduce their manual work internal challenges. But at the same time, you actually discover more of their talent and you share with the rest of the team, right? I'll give you an example. So one of our sales manager, he's extremely creative, extremely, extremely creative. And if you start tracking him, you know, with the new tools nowadays, we have like KPIs, how many calls you made, how many emails that would destroy him, right? Because you take out the fun to create, take out the creativity out of the salesperson. But because he's so creative and so we learn, it's like, oh, so how you do it? We bring him in and we're trying to learn. And it turned out that he does a lot of things that we standardize on this side as well. So now you have a challenge of you self-operation, you have all these tools, you have these standardization processes, and but how you implement it. Now you have a challenge of how do you implement for your salespeople to adapt to it, but not like resist, right? Like nobody likes change. And you like you said, right? Like you gotta have a big mistake for people to realize, oh, I gotta make the change. But how do you get people adapt to your process and technologies with least and less resistance, right? So I think that when you drive processes, when you drive to new technologies, you gotta be very mindful that you don't step out the bond and then get people resisting. Oh, I'm not going to make change. If you're going to track me, I'm going to, you know, you know, not happy about it. So I think standardization, efficiency, all these processes, we're talking operations all day long, right? Like, oh, you can increase your, you know, X by, you know, Y and all these things. But there is a human element to how you implement processes and technology. We as sales operations, we have to be very mindful we're dealing with people. We're not dealing with robots here, right? We're dealing with people. So you have to really understand where they're at. That's why I keep on saying that. Live a day of your salesperson's life, right? Just live a day. And if yeah. you have to do all these things, would you want to do? And when once you get used to it, would you want to change? And how? So I think that would drive more human out of our operations. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this is actually extremely something I, I very, very, very deeply believe in, something I've talked a lot in this podcast in the past about, and something I call the difference between the company ROI and the personal ROI. Hmm, right. And, and in a way, when you think about designing a process, you do need to think about it from like a people first mentality. Yeah. Like what is that person? And I love your day in a life thing because it's basically a practical way to actually accomplish this theory, which is live a day in a life and then you'll be able to look from their eyes and say, what is this person actually trying to do? What, yeah. is the pro- what is the value of standards in this process? What is that trying to do? How do I create that standard in which I reduce the change management or the change in general for this person to the minimum so they can interact with the process and they can contribute to it, but not be defined by it or confined by it to have to change their behavior? Because then you, you get zero efficiency, yeah. Not, not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, everything you gain in the efficiency, you pay in change. And I think this is where a lot of operation uh, leaders, this is really a lot of, and I'm actually interested to hear your experience around it, but from what I've gathered, 
this is a lot of where we spend our time fighting, if you will, those different stakeholders or internal stakeholders, you know, management to basically push for those, you know, new improvements and so on, because those now becomes things that drive, uh, that force change on different people that are not fully realizing, wait, what is that for me? Why would I do that? Like, I'm a salesperson and you're trying to change a legal process. What does that has to do with me? Like, well, wait a second. You waiting for five days for for an NDA, maybe if you wait five minutes, that'll be better for you. Oh, actually, that's great. You know what I mean? So like taking that, you know, whether you're doing it in generally, whether you're doing it course functionally. Um, So I think that day in a life is amazing practical tip for, for people to kind of think through. I always go back to sales, right? When you try to make a sale, right? You don't just talk to one person in that company. You talk to, you know, different people, right? Because they have a relationship. You have you have your decision maker and you have an influencer. You have all these early doctors. I mean, we learned that in business school all day long, right? All these, all these fancy terms. In real life, the same thing too, or within your team. They have people that just love new process. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll try it out, right? And just the early adapter of iPhone, you know, and you, and then you have people be like, well, show me results first. And I'm not going to do it until you show me results. And then some people is like, well, what does the leadership say? Is the leadership wants me to change? Then I'll do it. If not, I'm not going to make any changes. Or sometimes you just kind of like, Hey, I'm really thinking about it. What do you think this process? And you let them to drive the behavior. Cause if your user in our case, our salespeople, they are, they're like, I don't, like you said, I don't want to wait for NDA for five days. I want to get it yesterday. Well, okay. Well, if I do this, would this help you? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's implement it. Then the the ideas coming from your user, coming from your um, quote unquote client, right? And then that drives uh, better. So again, the stuff that we learn in business school about, you know, decision maker relationship, it all applies in real life as well. So how nice when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If people could just have a label on them, right? I'm a decision maker. I'm an influencer. <laughs> That'd be easier, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess another interesting follow up on this or like going slightly deeper into this, you mentioned going back to your, how you got to this role and, and, and what, is a passion of yours and it sounds like really creating those efficiencies making you know making things work better and, and faster and you know with better leverage is something you're very passionate about i think i don't i don't want to do boring work nobody does right i mean if you're boring you can't get robots to do it so i'm sure our salespeople don't want to do boring job either so I just, I just hope to, we only have what, eight hours a day, maybe work nine hours. So how do we make your job more, more interesting and then less repetitive work? I think that's, that's my goal to be less boring a day, you know? <laughs> we have a lot of common. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am definitely driven by, by the same thing. And you know what? Hopefully everyone that uh, is a leader in business, not only in operations, I think personally should aspire for that. As people, we definitely have skill set that are unique and can move things forward. And if we're not optimizing for that, and if we're just optimizing for busy work, we're not making any progress. I don't, I don't think not personally in one's career, not you know, 
as a community or a team or, or organization and definitely not as society. So I think that's a great takeaway. What would you yeah. say for people that, you know, that are, has this view of life and are either considering going to operations or are in a different role and are like, this operation thing, this is sounds like something that would fit my skill set and, and interest. How do you do this move? Like, what would you, what would be the advice? Uh, well, there's a different different path to it, right? You can, you know, like a lot of new college graduate and they apply for operations, they went into that. And a lot of times, if you want to change in mid-career, find something that that really interests you and really that your skill set, at least one or two skill set that from your previous role can kind of partly can transfer over. That will help help you easier to 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 make the move. And nowadays, I think we have tons of technology that supports different type of operations, right? including yours yourself, right? Streamline the whole process from end to end. There's a lot of technology out there. If you can specialize in a one or two technologies, and if you're looking for operation role, you can come in as, hey, I'm an expert in all these technologies. Right. And I can come in a bit expert in that. And once you join the company and people trust you, and again, it's relationship, right? People trust you, they see your talent, and you can do, do more to it. So I think before I'm not trying to date myself, but when I started working, you know, people look at resume. Oh, if you have this experience, you can only apply for the same experience and same I think we have changed that a lot in the recent years. Because people realize that being an expert is maybe not maybe not the right thing, right? You should be using different type of expertise and experiences and then continue to improve that a new fresh set of eyes, right? We have doing this same thing over and over again. Let's bring someone coming from sales, coming from, you know, underwriting operations, whoever, and then let's do this, right? Now you're, you're running a company for a very long time now. I'm pretty sure that you didn't, you weren't, you weren't born out of college. Like, oh, I'm just a CEO. I'm sure that's not the case. <laughs> I'm sure you collected over the years different type of roles and, and to, to be where you are with operations as well, right? Even you're in sales or even you in other capacities. I think as long as you can have one or two skill set or know one or two technologies that in that operation field, I think it will be easier for you to um, pivot into uh, operations. That's a great advice. Well, I think we're at time, but this was a great conversation and a lot of great tips, a lot of practical tips, which I which I appreciate, <laughs> and I know, and I know the audience would as well. If anyone wanna get in touch with you, chat about any of those things, or um, where can they find you? Is it Twitter, LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly on LinkedIn. Uh, Cherry Lounge, my my name. Uh, it should be quite easy to find me. But if you ever wanna chat via email, is c l i n g at trivivhit.com. Awesome. Well, Cherry, thank you so much. That was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at talking.com slash M-B-O-P-O-D. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. 